Welcome to Taking Back Her Brain with Love, the only podcast using neuroscience and self-coaching strategies to rewire your brain to get the results you want in your life. With your host, Coach Amber Lynn. Hey everyone, today is episode 14 and I'm going to take a break from the Anxious Attachment series with Taking Back Your Brain from a Breakup. I was deciding while writing this podcast, do I get personal or do I just teach about how to take back your brain from a breakup? Well, I decided to get personal and show you how my brain, thoughts and feelings like all humans, go from managed to unmanaged during a breakup. I think it's important to realize that this is real life. So we have real life responses to situations that happen to us. So it's been a year for me since one of the loves of my life broke up with me and walked out my front door. I spent two days in bed. Besides, besides caring for my children, I was in bed. One day, my mom even came over to take care of my children so that I could just grieve the hole that I felt in my heart. And I think that this is important to know that, yes, we are adults. We have responsibilities, but we also have responsibilities to ourselves to feel our feelings. And to me, this was a very big breakup. To me, this was a very much emotion-charged breakup. I took an entire year off of dating and spent it on healing from this breakup. From thought work and everything I had learned about the brain, emotions, through self-coaching and through my mentor and teacher, I knew that I had to learn to feel my feelings during this hard time. I knew that I could not heal or even begin to heal from this breakup if I did not fully feel my emotions, if I did not truly allow myself the time to process. You see, normally I would jump right back on the dating wheel, get on that dating apps, I'd go out, drink, numb, and buffer my way through my breakups. I had to fill the void. I had to numb my feelings that were telling me I was never going to find someone. I needed to hurry up and feel loved. And the only way that I could hurry up and feel loved was to be in a relationship or dating somebody who showed me that I was loved. Because I hadn't learned the actual like process of truly healing from a breakup until I found thought work, until I found self-coaching. So back to this relationship, breakup, really. The thing about love is that it's created from our thoughts. No one else creates our feelings. We do. I had spent the last two years building up the love narrative in my head I had for this person. So I could say this was the hardest love to get over. But I know that it's the narrative my brain is still stuck on because of the thoughts I had about my relationship with Matthew. I had such strong love thoughts and love narratives tied to Matthew. To be honest, it's been over a year, and some days I'm way further down the healing path, and then other days I'm up Grief Creek. But I know it's because of my thoughts. To give you some background, you see, Matthew was a boy from my childhood. We were neighbors. I fell in love with him, you know, kid love, when I was a child. I say kid love because it was still love to me. We were always friends, but we never dated. 
he actually dated my sister in middle school for quite a while. And then he moved away. He still went to our schools, but he was no longer our neighbor. In my senior year, of course, when my sister and him were no longer dating, I wrote him a poem expressing my feelings for him. Yes, a poem. I was a romantic sap back then, and I confessed my feelings to him. He shared that he didn't feel the same way and that he never really had and that he's always saw me as a friend. So I accepted this with more grace that time. <laughs> and we went our separate ways and lived our separate lives over the last 20 years, right? With no contact. His mom, however, had kept my poem. She actually hung it in her hallway. And when he moved back into her house, he saw it. And he thought of me. And that's when he reached out. And we spent the next two years getting reacquainted, dating with the label, dating without the label, not dating, just being friends in a situationship. Yet during this time is when my brain created some of the very strong narratives. Like, this is just like the movies. It's finally happening for me. You are finally finding love. Someone finally appreciates how much you love them. Finally, everything makes sense. Now I know why I went through all I went through so that I would be ready for this relationship. He came back after all this time, so it must be real. It must be true. It must be meant to be. Our relationship wasn't perfect. It was on again and off again, but our connection was real and it was strong. And our rhythm was in sync. We knew each other from childhood, you know. And when you know somebody from childhood, you really know them. And we picked up like time had never went anywhere. It's hard nowadays to really know someone like I know him. And it takes so much time. See? Another strong story my brain has held on to. So when it ended, my brain, my heart was beyond devastated. I mean the deep down part of me that always believes my relationships will end. Thank you, insecure attachment. Knew of course this would happen. But this time, I had spent more of my time in belief that it would last. And how and that that someone who was in this relationship that we had, they couldn't leave it because it was so easy. It was so special, it was so rare. And I spent more time in that belief than in the belief that it wouldn't last. But then it happened. He broke it off. My brain had has a lot of reasons why he broke it off. But I realized over time it didn't matter. What mattered was what thoughts were going to help me through this breakup, through the grief, and what thoughts were going to keep me stuck in grief, stuck in love with him, and stuck in the past. And now that I know the thought work and I know the self-coaching strategies, what was I going to do? Well, I decided the first thing I deserved was to feel hurt. Yep. I chose to, on purpose, to allow myself to feel the pain and the suffering of someone walking out of my life and ending our future that I had pictured. I let myself grieve the love that I had lost. I loved myself through the pain. I held myself through the pain. 
I did not get mad at myself this time for missing him. I did not get mad at myself for missing the relationship we had. I did not get mad at myself for being sad this time. I accepted my longing for him. I accepted my hurt. I did not try to numb my, my way through it. I chose to not drink during this time. I chose to fight the urge to numb through drinking and dating other people. Of course, I'm human and I did indulge in overeating sometimes. That is very much a cycle of my brain. I have urges to hurry up and feel better so I eat sweets or I overeat something that tastes good. I'm not perfect, so yes, this still did happen. But I recognized it this time. I noticed it. Awareness is a huge part in change. Next, I did not allow myself to stay very long in the what happened phase. You know, that part where our brain wants to like question everything that went wrong in the relationship. Review with a magnifying glass all of your actions, reactions. I know we've all been there, right? That place where we relive our relationship over and over again in our head. As our brain tries to figure out what went wrong, what did I do wrong, why wasn't I enough, am I unlovable, was it my fault, could I have done something differently, if I would have done this, would it have changed the outcome, and the list of self-judging, criticizing questions, you know, go on and on. I know this is a typical reaction of the human brain now. And especially typical for those of us with insecure attachment. So when these thoughts came into my head, I allowed them, I sat with them, but I recognized them. And I learned to talk back to them. I especially talked back to my brain when it tried to tell me the lies that insecure brain li- brains tell us. You are never going to find somebody. You are going to be alone forever. You will be single for the rest of your life. Love is just hard for you. You can't ever find a partner who stays. You are not good enough for anyone, right? Those are some really dig deep beliefs that as a person with insecure attachment, we have to stop our brain when it tells us that. Because I mean, ouch, right? The mental self-bashing we go through when when relationships end, when the person we love tells us they no longer want to be with us and that they want to be single and not only do they tell you that they want to be single and then two months later they're dating somebody else right the future you created in your head the relationship you thought you had gone poof nothing like activating our insecure attachment reactions if you ask me Nothing better than an actual relationship ending. And if you are an anxiously attached person, boy, do you take yourself through the mental ringer even more and have obsessive patterns that create and and recreate pain in your mind as you torture yourself to understand why. Why weren't you enough? Why didn't they love me? Didn't they see how much I loved them? I knew this was going to happen. I knew it wasn't going to last. I knew they would eventually reject me. Man, oh man, when our anxious attachment responses get triggered, ouch. But luckily, I know my patterns. I know my triggers. I know my maladaptive behaviors I engage in when my 
attachment response system has been activated. And I hope from the previous podcast, you now know too. So that when you experience a breakup and you're experiencing these thought patterns, you can stop your brain and you can ask it different questions. I've learned to stop my self-critical judgments and ask myself, are these thoughts helpful? Are these questions even helpful? I've learned to listen to my personal narrative and ask myself, are these even true? Most of the time they are not. So I've really had to learn how to rephrase the automatic questions that my brain sends to me and rewrite my narratives. And that's what I'm going to share with you right now. When our brain says, what went wrong? Ask it or talk back to it and say, what if nothing went wrong and relationships are just hard? Sometimes they work out and sometimes they don't. What if it happened just as it was supposed to? And then write down your response to it. Do a thought download. When your brain says, what did I do wrong? Talk back to it. What if you didn't do anything wrong? What if they have their own thought model and they are responding to their own thoughts and their own feelings And it really has nothing to do with you. This is one of the hardest things for our brain to get, especially when we're talking about relationships and especially when we're talking about love. We really want to believe that we create other people's feelings of love. But we don't. When your brain asks, wasn't I enough? Right? That's when you need to start showing yourself some love. You definitely are enough. And your worth is not tied to others' thoughts, their feelings, or their actions towards you. We need to ask ourselves, how is thinking this thought helping you to move forward and be enough for yourself? What can you tell your brain to remind it that you and your worth comes intrinsically from within? You can't earn your love, you cannot earn your value in or outside of a relationship. You simply just have it. You are enough. When your brain says you're unlovable and then you're like, am I unlovable? No. You are lovable just as you are. How can you show yourself love right now in this moment? You need to feel love. What evidence can you look for to remind yourself that you are lovable? Because you love yourself. When your brain offers, it was your fault. And you're like, was it my fault? What if it was no one's fault that the relationship ended? What are you making it mean about you? When the relationship ended, what are you making it mean about you? What if it all happened exactly as it should so that you can have the life you are meant to have? How could I have changed the outcome? Right? Our brain goes back and forth. What could I have done? What could I have done? What could I have done? 
but that's just resisting reality. There is nothing you can do or could do to change the outcome. What is, is what is. A better question is how can I accept the reality of what is in a self-loving and compassionate way? This is one of the hardest things during a breakup is really accepting the reality of what is and not living in the what ifs. Now, our brain also has confirmation bias, right? Those internal beliefs that we have deep down that are normally triggered by a circumstance that challenge our value or our worth, especially those of us with insecure attachment. When our brain wants to offer us, you are going to be alone forever, <laughs> right? We both know that this is our choice. We can definitely choose to be alone. We can also definitely choose to date and get to know people and put ourselves out there. So when our brain offers us this, we want to say, we both know you won't be alone forever. Yes, talk back to your brain and put a we on it. <laughs> if you put in the work to heal, to date again, and to be open to the opportunity to find love, and to be open to the opportunity of someone loving you, you will find it. If it is something that you want, it can happen for you. It all comes from your thoughts. When your brain wants to go back to, you will be single for the rest of your life. Because you are 36 and have not been in a long long lasting relationship right that's what my brain wants to tell me well every relationship you've been in has only lasted two years so you're gonna end up single the majority of your life <laughs> i'm like thanks brain you're so awesome again you will only be single for the rest of your life if you keep fighting the reality that your relationship is over and that your ex has moved on when we reject or resist our reality, it keeps us from moving forward to the life that we deserve. So I will practice the thought, I am open to the reality that my ex has moved on. You see how that's just a very neutral statement? I am open to the reality. The next step would be, I understand my ex has moved on. I accept the reality that I am single. I am open to the reality that I will find someone who is open to love me and who I am open to love. In the beginning, I try to make this personal narrative as open and neutral as possible that so that my brain is likely to believe it. I make sure it's something I can truly believe right now in this moment, in this pain, in this unsure and uncertain time because a thought is not helpful if we cannot believe it when our brain wants to say love is hard for you love is not hard for you <laughs> okay love is something that i love to do but my brain just wants to tell me it's hard for me letting go and moving on is hard for you accepting reality is hard on you Love 
shift is actually really easy for you. You love love and you love being in love. I am open to accepting my reality and not resisting my path that I deserve is a thought that I practice. You can't ever find a partner who stays. So, what if you haven't found a partner that stays? Would you want to be with the wrong partner? Just because you have not found a partner that stays or that you have, haven't had a relationship not end? Does it mean anything about you or your future relationships? Right? But our brain wants to tell us that it does. Our brain has very strong narrative and is very sure of itself that I will never find somebody who stays. So I practice the thought, I am open to finding a partner on purpose. I am open to finding and developing healthy relationships in hopes that it will be a lasting relationship. You are not enough for a partner. So what if you have not been, quote, enough or been, quote, the right person for your past partners? This doesn't mean that you won't be, quote, enough or won't be, quote, the right person for a future partner. Because remember, your value is not tied to a relationship status. Your value is in your soul and you have unconditional love and value inherently. You are enough for yourself, and when the partner that is meant for you arrives, you will be enough for them, because you will be enough for yourself, and then you will generate thoughts that really emulate the love and self-worth that you have for yourself. In today's modern world, we are bombarded with social media, you guys. We care. No, no, let's take that back. We are constantly at the mercy of your fingers and your brain's bad habit, fear of missing out, jealousy, envy. And if you're like me, you find yourself at home at night when it's quiet and you ask yourself, why am I alone? Why me? So you go and scroll Facebook, right? You search for your exes. You even stalk your most recent ex page. There it is, a picture of your ex and their new partner. And now your brain, being the image machine that it is, will continuously show you this image in your head in the future. When your brain wanders back to its old habits of questioning why, and what went wrong? What does she have that I don't? You know that horrible comparing liz lizard brain that we have. This is when we need to stop. We need to pause. We need to say, hey, anxious brain, I see you. I see that you are struggling right now, but I love you. And I know this is hard moments right now, but we don't deserve this pain anymore. So we have to stop replaying these thoughts and these images. If our best friend just broke up and we found out that their partner already had a new partner and we saw their picture, would we sit there and show them the picture over and over and over again? 
I just certainly hope we would not, <laughs> right? Because we would never want to hurt our friend. So we need to stop hurting ourselves. Remember not to judge yourself for these actions that you take to try to feel connected to your past partner. These are normal. These are typical. Just give yourself that extra love and compassion, but be firm with your brain. Tell your brain, we no longer act in old patterns. We no longer want to make our brain suffer or try to answer unhelpful questions or believe untrue narratives. We are working on rewiring our brain. We are taking them back from the breakup cycle. We are taking them back from our anxious attachment styles when triggered, right? We are no longer going to resist reality. We're going to feel each feeling that comes with accepting the reality, the sadness, the rejection, the disappointment, the fear, and we are going to make it mean nothing about us or who we are. We are going to remind our brain that this is when it is hard. This is when negative emotions are hard to feel. They are uncomfortable. They are heavy. But it won't last forever. And nothing has gone wrong with us. We are just human living this human experience who has experienced a challenging emotion, an uncomfortable emotion, a grief. We can feel all of these emotions and know they are just sensations in our body. They can't harm us even though it feels like it. Only if we try to resist them does it harm us as it continues to take us away from the present moment. So we are going to feel our feelings, you guys. And then we're going to show ourselves love and understanding. We're going to take back our brain with compassion by accepting reality, feeling our feelings, and not criticizing ourselves for the feelings that we have. We're going to accept reality for what it is and be open to the future and what it holds. While remembering that nothing has gone wrong, you are exactly lovable, you are exactly worthy, and you are of great value relationship status or not. And you are open to the opportunity of having the relationship that you deserve and desire. I hope you guys have a great week. And if you are going through a breakup and you need coaching on it or you would like to share anything with me, please email me. My email is amberlynn at takingbackherbrain.com and I'm here for you guys. I hope this podcast resonates with you. It's a little bit on the longer end. I apologize for that. But I feel like it is important when we're talking about matters of the heart and emotions that are so heavy and so big that we take the time necessary to really dig in and dive in deep. I hope you guys have a great week. And if you are going through the healing process, I'll be thinking of you and sending you healing vibes. But remember, we get thank to you for joining me today. Remember, don't forget to like this podcast sure and share it with anyone you think it could benefit.
which in my opinion is all of your friends. It is my life's mission to get this podcast and content out to all women. Please remember to follow me on Instagram at Taking Back Her Brain. You can also find my website at www.takingbackherbrain.com and sign up for a free consultation call. I will also be starting an eight-week coaching program where you will have access to me as a one-on-one coach for an hour a week, along with access to my private Facebook community and access to all of my content. I absolutely look forward to working with you. If you have any questions, please email me at amberlynn at takingbackherbrain.com because I would love to hear from you. Have a great day and I'll see you next time.